if you have a vision for your life right now, you have the vision because ideas are starting to become active in consciousness and you're receiving them. The reason why I want you to know this is so that you don't go, oh, it's just some vision I have, but it's not possible. No, you're experiencing the activation of these ideas and consciousness that are making their way to not only you, but the other ideas that are the cooperative components, the blockers and the tacklers are making their way to other people who you're going to meet along the way who are going to support you in doing what you might think is impossible, but it's absolutely possible. How do we know it's possible? Because you're tuning into the ideas already. Welcome to A Changed Mind, a journey into the topics that matter to you most. From the neuroscience and spirituality of mindset and personal growth, to groundbreaking strategies for health, wealth, and relationships, to open and honest conversations about pressing global issues such as the environment, censorship, corporate capture, and democracy. Each and every episode reminds us of the certainty of the goodness of the future and provides the teachings, tools, and timeless wisdom inspiring you to create real lasting change in your life and in the world. If you've been desiring a sanctuary for your spirit, a place to go to tune out the distraction, negativity, and doom and gloom so that you can tap into the deep power, the vibrancy, and the potential you have inside, you're in the right place. Welcome to A Changed Mind. Hey, it's David. Just a quick interruption to your normally scheduled podcast. I've got an incredible opportunity for you. Big announcement that my book is now live on Amazon, A Changed Mind, Go Beyond Self-Awareness, Rewire Your Brain, and Re-Engineer Your Reality. If you've been wanting to take your personal growth to the next level, maybe you've done the self-help thing, but you're still feeling more stress or overwhelm or anxiety in your life, Maybe you've gotten to the next level of financial security or growth in your relationships or health or your business, but you've hit a new ceiling and you're really wanting to understand how to identify the resistance that is still inside of you that's shaping your experience of life and to let it all go and transform it so that you can truly feel free emotionally, spiritually, financially, and achieve your full potential. You've got to check out this book. I spent the last 18 months pouring all of the teachings, philosophies, tools, even processes that I've never taught before that have helped me go from a life where I was literally struggling to survive to a life now that I love in a system that lets me materialize the vision I have for my business, my family, my world without the hustle and grind and putting my spiritual growth and well-being first. So if you've been wanting a treasure map to the emotional and material promised land that life has waiting for you, Take a minute to jump on over to Amazon, grab yourself a copy of A Changed Mind, or better yet, grab a couple of copies and give them as gifts to your loved ones. The feedback is already coming in. People are saying this is one of the most practical and powerful personal development books they've ever read, and I get it because everything that's in this book is exactly what I went through, what I learned, and what I used to change my mind. Check it, grab yourself a copy, and now... On to your regularly scheduled podcast episode. Hey, it's David. Welcome back to A Changed Mind, a sanctuary for your spirit, a place where each and every day I will remind you of the certainty of the goodness of the future. I am your host, your guide, your friend, and I am so excited about today's episode. I'm so glad that so many of you loved episode three, where I talked about the science of law of attraction, how thoughts become things, and we demystified this concept so that it did not feel new age, it did not feel woo-woo, it did not feel super mystical, it felt very, very practical. And you've asked a lot of great questions, and so I'm going to go deeper into that on this episode. And what I'm excited about for in this episode is that, or really my hope for you, is that you truly believe 
that you're a powerful creator and that the vision that you have for change in your life, whether that is to uh, let go of something that you've been holding on to, to overcome your anxiety, get off the medications, get out of financial insecurity and the cycle of toxic relationships, um, or if you want to make an impact in the world to help transform the different aspects of the system out there that you don't like to see, or if we look at the other side of the coin, all the stuff you want, right? Freedom, whether it's financial freedom or freedom in your body or intimacy and connection in your relationships or more clarity around what you're meant to do in this life, your purpose, your why, your spiritual vision. And today's episode is going to give you, uh, hopefully, that confidence, right? And in fact, I know it's going to give you that confidence. And it's really... What we're going to talk about today is what's driven me over the last decade plus into going as deep as we go on the show around really trying to understand how it all works. Because if we can understand that we live in a system of intelligence and that we are an individual expression of that intelligence and that all around us, this infinite intelligence is working for our greatest good, our greatest prosperity, our greatest evolution, then we truly can operate with confidence. We can operate from a powerful state. And when you operate with confidence, with boldness, with faith, you can create miracles in your own life. In fact, it's so simple. If you can learn to operate from faith instead of doubt and fear, then you will become an instrument of intelligence in the world. You'll have the right thoughts, the right emotions. You'll take the right action. You'll produce extraordinary results. And you'll be vibrating at a frequency or a resonance that is going to activate co-creative components, synchronicities, coincidences, good fortune, luck in your life that is going to line up so that you can really transform the experience of your life and you can create anything that you want without the hustle, without the grind. Now, again, that's not to say that we don't take action. We do take action, but that action comes from an inspired place rather than a fear-based place where it feels like a lot of effort, where it feels like a grind and where so often we create results that either aren't sustainable or that take much, much longer than they need to or we don't create the result at all. So I'm going to be breaking down for you um, how thoughts become things in sort of a 2.0 way. Again, if you didn't catch episode three, which was an explanation of how thoughts become things uh, really an explanation or a next level dissertation on what Napoleon Hill talked about in the number one best-selling business book in the history of the world, which is Think and Grow Rich, or what came out with the movie uh, The Secret that Rhonda Burns came out with in the, in the corresponding book that talked about law of attraction. Go back and watch that episode because I explained really through behavioral psychology and really through an understanding of consciousness theory and how energy and vibration works, how we really do create our own reality. This conversation has been inspired by episode 16. So episode 16 was about, for those of you who have asked a lot of questions or who are becoming aware of what we would describe as totalitarian control, right? what is being described as the new world order, a really centralized power and how it's been functioning in our lives for a long, long time, right? And the evidence of that is the fact that we as a people, no matter what country you're a part of, we don't agree with a lot of things that our governments are doing, but our governments are doing it anyway. Why are our governments doing it? Because they've been captured by corporations. So have non-governmental organizations. And I go really, really deep into this and talk about censorship. I talk about surveillance. I talk about um, sort of the financial cartel. I talk about what's been going on in terms of right to know in the pharmaceutical industry and medical products. I talk about the military industrial complex, not to create fear, but just to say, hey, this is a this is actually a, a manifestation or a materialization of, of the wounds, the fears, the traumas that are inside all of us. And so if we created it, then we have the capacity to uncreate it and create something different. 
And in that episode, I talk about how specific the materialization, and by, by using the word materialization, again, I'm, I'm, I, I can get as woo-woo as you want to get, but what I'm talking about is how things become matter, things become physical in our life. And so how the materialization strategies that are now um, we're now becoming aware of, in, in particular, the big three private equity firms, State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock, Right? They have a strategy to go and buy up 60% of the residential housing market, but I forget what date it is. It's like you know 2032. And being in this work and working with so many people of all different walks of life, one of the common things I see behind financial insecurity and not having enough or not having enough money is this fear that we won't be able to pay our rent, we won't be able to pay our mortgage, uh, and we won't be uh, and and that we won't have a home. <laughs> and for some reason, we all end up living under a bridge, right? I guess that's that's natural. There's some sort of roof type shelter. But there's something very primal inside of all of us, this fear of ending up living under a bridge. And I talked about how that has materialized in someone having an idea in the private equity companies of like, hey, it'd be a great way to leverage our capital to buy up and control the residential housing market. So what happens, right? We no longer have control over our homes, control over our shelter. And it's a materialization very specifically correlated to the sphere that we're not going to end up being able to, we're going to end up living under a bridge, right? Pay our rent or our mortgage. So I want to talk more about that. How does that happen? Um, how do uh, ideas materialize themselves beyond the conversation we had in episode three? And so let me start by, by sharing this. By the way, if, you, if, you, if this is your first episode, welcome. And if you have listened to other episodes, whether it's on our, our YouTube channel, right? if you're watching me in the studio because we publish the full episodes on YouTube, do me a favor. Number one, hit the little bell button and subscribe so that you get notifications. I come out with at least one new video a week. I'm working towards coming out with much more than that for you. And number two, if you like the video, like it and leave me a comment. Let me know how you feel. Let me know what I'm sharing that resonates with you. Ask a question, right? Uh, it, it helps me determine what episodes, what content we're going to create next. And, and most of the time, I get to jump in and actually answer questions. And if you're listening on audio and you're, you're a po uh, podcast subscriber, number one, first subscribe. You know, just uh, I think it's like little three dots or a subscribe button, depending on if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, so that you also get notified uh, when new episodes come out. And if you haven't yet, please, please, please give me a, a rating or a review. Uh, that's how we get this work out to even more people. So that's all I ask. That is the the pay it forward for um, any enjoyment or knowledge that you receive from these conversations. And there's all kinds of new features, by the way, on these podcast platforms where you can also explore and uh, ask questions about different episodes. So check it out, right? I'm still getting to understand how all this works as well too. So all ideas exist, all thoughts exist in consciousness already. You know, Dave, what's consciousness? Well, consciousness is a field or a fabric that permeates all of reality. Consciousness is inside of us. Consciousness is around us. Consciousness, if you want to imagine it, is this three-dimensional energetic matrix or scaffolding that holds all of reality together. And it actually is life or the life force. Consciousness has been described in Star Wars as the force. It's described as source energy in New Age or for if you happen to be an Abraham Hicks listener or fan, uh, it's described as Jesus or God or Allah, uh, in, depending upon your spiritual preference. Uh, it's also described as uh, the great shining body of radiance that has no beginning or nor end in Buddhism. Taoism describes it the same way. 
So there is, I want you to think about it almost like a three-dimensional movie screen that just exists everywhere. And so the physical world is projecting off of it. We'll go deeper into that in another episode where I talk about the Big Bang and how everything came to be. It's also the the life force or the spirit or soul. So consciousness is is the spirit that is transmitting into you, right? It's, It's who you are. Your brain is receiving it. So your brain is actually able to receive different aspects of this field of consciousness. And one aspect that it actually receives is, is your spirit. And so you beam into this physical experience inside of the human being body suit and you get to have this physical experience. And so we, we are all, and this is sort of like what you hear vegans talk about at your favorite vegan restaurant, we are all one. We all come from this one great spirit And the beautiful thing about it is that we get to have individual experiences. And so we're we're really on the leading edge of spirit. You think about it, we call it infinite intelligence. Well, right now there's 7 billion human beings and something like a trillion different life forms on the planet. And we are all individuated expressions of this one infinite intelligence. So we, as all that is, as the great spirit, we, we we get to learn at an accelerated rate because we're having a trillion experiences simultaneously, right? That's why we would call it infinite intelligence. So consciousness is not only all that is, but you sort of have this individual consciousness, which is you. And so you can just kind of think about it if you want, so it's a little bit easier, is like this, I don't know, like f- this floating atmosphere of energy all around us. And so all ideas are there. Um, they're, they're different philosophers, uh, who believe, and I'm one of those, that consciousness is actually outside of us and that the brain is a receiver for consciousness. And so we have the ability to tune in to different thoughts and ideas. And so when you have intuition or inspiration and you have a new idea, you're actually picking up that idea, almost like a radio receiver, right? You're tuning to the, to the channel that is able to receive an idea. So all ideas... All thoughts exist in consciousness already. And what happens is that as as we as human beings are going throughout our day and we've sort of got that inner dialogue going on in our head and we're thinking about things, whether it's conscious or unconscious, because a lot of the times you're not really conscious of what you're thinking, right? You're like, you're driving from point A to point B and you've had this whole kind of dialogue going on in your head uh, and you don't even really remember it (laughs) when you miraculously get to your destination, even though you haven't been paying attention to where you're driving. So every, every time we have a thought, we're activating neural networks in our brain. And so it's this electrical activation. So we're all vibing all the time. We're like vibing, 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 vibing. And as I mentioned before, I'll just start with the first example that I gave you that I talked about in episode 16. If you were to scan the thought processes or the consciousness of Americans, let's just say, right? I know that you may not be in America, but let's just think about the, the kind of the sociological norm or the psychological emotional norm of Americans and just the way that we are, right? Striving to create more, afraiding, afraid to lose what we have. You know, I happen, I live in Puerto Rico right now and Puerto Rico has a much less standard of income, standard of living than the mainland, but people here are happy, right? They're, because they're not as frankly afraid of losing what they have because they don't have as much. So you've sort of got this American stereotype if you think about it, how many people are afraid that they're not going to be able to pay their mortgage at the end of the month or that they're not going to be able to pay their rent or that they're not going to be able to right, provide a roof for themselves or their children? So I'm not saying these are frivolous concerns, but it's probably millions of people. Millions of people every month are worrying about whether or not they're going to be able to 
stay in their home, whether they're not going to be able to, uh, to make ends meet. And so as millions of Americans are vibing that way, right, for months, years, decades, hundreds of years, what happens over time is that energetically activates the idea that's just been waiting in consciousness to materialize or make real that fear. In this case, it's a fear. It works the same way with faith and things you want. And that's why this episode is designed to get you to believe that, hey, whatever your vision is, it's possible. And all the cooperative components are available in order to you to create the vision, no matter what your circumstances are. No matter how financially destitute you are right now, you can become wealthy and abundant. No matter how long you've been experiencing chronic pain or what the doctors have said, you can actually experience absolute wellness again. No matter how long you've been in a cycle of toxic relationships or what type of relationship abuse you suffered and traumas you had as a child, you can create an extraordinary relationship out of the relationship you have or attract a soulmate. All the cooperative components are there. And I'm going to show you how. But just going back to this example, I want you to think about like this dormant idea, right? And the idea is very wealthy, powerful people could buy up the residential housing market as a smart capital investment for them, but that creates an even deeper reality for most other people that they won't be able to afford housing, right? Because that's what we're talking about. So this idea is dormant in consciousness. And whether or not it becomes active depends on humanity's or our habit of vibration. And so if we're constantly worrying about something, it's putting this energy out into consciousness and it's finding a vibrational match in terms of an idea and it activates it. So now that idea is active. An idea that will create into reality the predominant habit of thought and emotion that the greater portion of the populace has been having. Now, this happens in your own individual life. You create your own reality. But in episode 16, I sort of took it to the collective level. And I said, hey, this is how we're creating everything that we're seeing out there. The war in Ukraine, the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, um, you know, um, central bank digital currencies, censorship. Like, hey, we're all creating that so we can uncreate it. So collectively, this fear right, and mass with, a rep, with, with, an, with an active energy within all of us activates this idea in consciousness. And so then what happens is there's another matching that takes place. Now you've got human beings who are instruments for materializing those ideas. And so that now active idea seeks out willing recipients who will materialize that idea through having that idea, having that thought, feeling that thought, it being in alignment with what their values are and what they're willing or not willing to do. And then for them to take action to bring that thought into reality and materialize it. Right? So, so someone or a group of people working for private equity firms have that idea and they also have the willingness and the resources to make that a reality. And then now all of the people who feared that happening now experience that reality, right? Because even before they're experiencing that reality, because so often we worry about things, right, that, 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 aren't, aren't, that don't happen. 
So you've got millions of people worrying that they're not going to be able to afford housing. It activates an idea in consciousness to materialize not being able to afford housing. That idea seeks a willing recipient. And we've seen this historically. Man, I wish I had looked this up before I recorded this uh, episode. But I do remember like Marconi who was in Italy. I think he had the idea of the radio receiver. And then he had a corresponding counterpart here in the United States. I don't think it was Edison, but maybe it was, who had the same idea at the same time. Why? Because that idea became activated in consciousness, right? Enough people were like, oh, you know, it'd be nice if we had this other way to communicate or, hey, there's really restrictions on the way we're currently uh, communicating and the radio receiver was the solution for that. I'll give you an even clearer example using Edison, right? Prior to Edison, you had uh, John D. Rockefeller who was basically the, the, the kerosene titan of the world uh, and he, he was bringing light to the world through kerosene lit lamps. Well, you imagine there were a lot of people who were like, you know, this kerosene thing is nice, but it's a bit of a pain in the ass. We run out of oil and every time we have to light this thing and, you know, people start to have these ideas, you know, wouldn't it be nice if there was a way that this like candle could last forever? Boom, this idea that's always been in consciousness gets activated for the light bulb and Thomas Edison is sitting over there, you know, doing his experiments and all of a sudden he's like, hey, I have this idea, Right. And it's really like, I received this idea. If you look at generational trauma, and uh, now this becomes a sensitive subject. I'm just putting it out there as a hypothesis, right? There's no judgment around this. We're, we're understanding how reality works so that we can be even more confident in the dynamics of the system so that we can create beautiful, powerful lives for ourselves and the people around us. But if you look at culturally, you look at what's going on right now, and you know wh- whether it's Christians or whether it's Jews or whether it's Palestinians, You've got some over thousands of years, big chunks of time where people were being persecuted. And so some combination of people, whether it's people who feared war, people who feared violence, people who had anger inside of themselves, people whose cultures had been persecuted over, over, over hundreds of years, thousands of years, an idea became activated in the mid-1900s that that became the holocaust right an idea became activated based on the pre-existing fears or angers or resentments of human beings in mass and then there were a handful of people led by an adolf hitler who had their own life experiences that led them into a position to be willing and able to receive that idea of a holocaust and to bring it into a reality and so this is it's important to understand how this works so that when you have a vision for your life you can understand that the ideas and the cooperative components exist out there to make that vision a reality because all ideas exist in consciousness i'll give you an example you know my my wife and i as i started becoming aware of what i would perceive as injustices in the world even though i understand that we are creating those injustices through our traumas and our limiting beliefs and our anger and our resentments that are materializing into the world as some of the topics I've been talking about, right? The threat to democracy, censorship, totalitarian control, um, inappropriate use of power. Carol and I, understanding how this game works, felt inspired to create a movement of awakened people who would create new systems and who would move away from the old system. And we would lead that group of awakened people into a new way of living, right? It's very much the story of Exodus in the Old Testament, 
you know, like Moses showed up because the, the Hebrews were enslaved and they didn't uprise against Pharaoh, right? They walked away from totalitarian control and created something new. In fact, the, the great scriptures, all great scriptures are an understanding of how consciousness functions and they're encouraging us into creating a better life, both individually and collectively. Well, Carol and I didn't, don't know how that's going to happen. We have much more clarity than we do now. And, and if you've been a part of our community for a while, you've heard us talk about, about how and the work that we're doing with the whole human framework and the whole human network and the coalition that we're building of awakened people who are living powerfully in their own individual lives by detoxifying themselves of fear, right? But we understood that all ideas exist in consciousness. And so not only if, if we have faith and hold to the vision, will ideas become activated and available to us, but also it's important to understand that you don't need to do all the work, that ideas are being activated through your faith and through your belief for other people who are going to be part of the co-creative or cooperative dynamics of how you do bring your vision into reality. Right? In other words, other people are going to have ideas to do things, to start businesses that you're going to end up partnering with to achieve what you want to achieve or to hire people so that you get hired and you increase your salary and you increase your financial abundance. Right? Someone receives an idea and so it's all connected. You, you hold to this vision that you want to become more financially abundant and increase your salary by $30,000 a year or increase your business income by $300,000 a year. But let's just go with the salary example. And some man or woman has an idea to start a business because you've been part of activating that idea for them so that they can hire you and pay you $30,000 more. So it's almost like if you're a fan of American football, you activate all these like blockers and tacklers for you so that you as the running back of your own dreams and your own vision can grab the ball and run down the field while everyone else is setting you up for getting into the end zone, right? That's another aspect of this infinite intelligence. It's really mind-blowing when you think about it. And so if you have a vision for your life right now, you have the vision because ideas are starting to become active in consciousness and you're receiving them. And the reason why I want you to know this is so that you don't go, oh, it's just, it's just some vision I have, but it's not possible. It's like, no, you're experiencing the activation of these ideas and consciousness that are making their way to not only you, but the other ideas that are the cooperative components, the blockers and the tacklers are making their way to other people who you're going to meet along the way who are going to support you in doing what you might think is impossible, but it's absolutely possible. How do we know it's possible? Because you're tuning into the ideas already. I don't believe that you just kind of think of your future. I think what's happening is you're tuning into a future that is your destiny and you're receiving it like a, like a, like a song over the radio. And you're hearing it. But what happens is we kind of look at the resources around us and we go, man, I've been broke for three decades. I come from generations of people who are going to be broke. How am I going to become a millionaire? Right? And so we dismiss it and we stop tuning into that channel. We give up on it. But if you stay tuned into it, you're continuing to feed more energy into the field of consciousness, activating ideas both for you and for others who are going to support you. Right? You activate that through holding that vision in your mind and holding that emotion in your nervous system, you become the corresponding vibrational force that through entanglement is activating those ideas and consciousness. And it doesn't matter what it is. 
So it can be for your own individual life. Carol and I were holding to this vision that we received of a beautiful retreat home where we could do private retreats for our clients and uh, where we would be able to raise our kids and grow our own food and entertain guests and our family. You know, we ended up finding this 10-bedroom hacienda compound up in the mountains through a series of extraordinary coincidences and synchronicities. But all of that is because we held to the vision. We, we, we got the vision. We heard the vision, right? And then we held the vision. And then we received more ideas. Some of that were business ideas so that we could make more income, generate more revenue so that we could afford this house. Some of it was being guided to come here because we started off looking for a, a, a retreat in Mexico and things ended up not working out in some of the properties that we were looking at there. So we allowed, we weren't attached for the guidance and we ended up, again, through all these crazy synchronicities, finding this extraordinary home in, in Puerto Rico. Right? Even the pivot that we're making in our business right now is being guided by holding the vision that we've received and activating more ideas and consciousness and then watching as other people show up and coincidences and synchronicities occur because of the activation of ideas into them that correspond to the vision that we're trying to create. And so you can do this on your own individual level. right? You hold the vision for your perfect health. That may activate a different type of cellular interaction with your body, but it might also activate you running into someone at the grocery store, an event who you have a conversation with, who refers you to a particular practitioner that ends up being the solution. But all ideas exist in consciousness. And so this is meant to create possibility for you because there isn't anything that you can think of that doesn't have a plan or a path or solutions associated with it that already exist, right? Now, it's a whole separate conversation around, well, what's authentic? Because what I'm talking about is authentic vision, what you authentically want, what you truly desire versus you trying to be like other people and inauthentically creating a vision board of success or fame if that's not truly how you feel in your heart, right? Life will guide you back to your authentic path by disallowing you to be successful in your inauthentic vision. That's a beautiful part of how intelligence works. But whatever your authentic desires are, the solutions are there. So every idea that's ever been thought, that is being thought right now, or that ever will be thought, already exists in this field of consciousness. And you have the ability to activate those thoughts through your vision, through your desire, through your faith, and through your loyalty to the idea that all things are possible. But if you believe that because of your circumstances, it's not possible for you, or if you base what's possible off of the evidence you have in your current life, or if you look at the world today and say, well, it's never going to change. Look how corrupt the governments are. Look how corrupt the system is. Look how behemoth or Goliath it is. Now they're adding on artificial intelligence. How can we possibly restore democracy or freedom of speech or freedom of living or personal sovereignty at this point in time, right? Then that becomes true for you. But if you want to become a change agent in the world, you ignore the reality of your current situation. You ignore any evidence you have from the past. And you realize that the future has been blessed with an infinite number of possibilities that are just waiting for you to receive and waiting for you to activate, whether it's for you or for other people, to become instruments of bringing that idea into the world. An infinite number of ideas and possibilities and solutions, meaning anything is possible. Now you say, how? How do I do this? Well, through the conversations we're having on a changed mind. You do the work to detoxify and clear yourself out of your limiting beliefs and your childhood traumas and your personal stories and your limitations. You have to learn this philosophy of metaphysics 
to actually understand how it all works so that you can have faith in the fact that anything is possible. And so as you have faith and courage and loyalty that anything is possible, and as you create space inside of you by clearing out the misunderstandings of your past and the limiting beliefs and the traumas, you now start to have the capacity to receive more of the vision that's right there waiting for you and to be able to work with these tools to start to activate that into reality. So anything is possible, no matter where you are in your life. And that's what I wanted you to understand from this episode of how thoughts become things, right? Yes, you put off these thought vibrations as well, right? We talked about a lot of this in episode three uh, in terms of the science of law of attraction. But I wanted to take it one step deeper with you, right? The predominant habit of thought or emotion or vibration that you have in your individual life or you have in your collective life, if thought long enough, it feeds into activating that idea in consciousness. That idea will look for a corresponding individual who's matched up perfectly to actually bring that thought into reality. You can leverage this for yourself, but also just know that as you're activating ideas and consciousness, they're also going to find their ways to other people who need to receive those ideas in order to support you on your way and on your journey. So I hope you loved this episode. I hope it took you a little bit deeper into the conversation around how you are a powerful creator and why mindset is something you have to treat like your life depends on it. because it does and just stay tuned uh in a couple of seconds i'm going to show you how you can go even deeper into this work with me as well as suggest a couple of videos and i hope you love this episode i'll see you on the next one hey it's david one more thing if you want to go even deeper on everything we've talked about on today's episode don't forget to jump over to www.davidbear.com you can find the link in the show notes and subscribe to our newsletter A couple of times a week, I'm going to be sending you the latest episodes that we've released along with additional free trainings. You'll get immediate access to my free MindHack ebook and go even deeper into all the tools, the technologies, the frameworks that have helped tens of thousands of people establish a changed mind. Don't forget to jump on over to the site and I will see you in the next episode. 